Hello and welcome back to Lost and Drunk. We've got another special episode today, an interview with the amazing Francois Chow, who of course played a man of many names, Pierre Chang. Francois, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, thank you. Considering uh, the times we live in, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, how's, the, um, how's the weather where you are? Well, you know, uh, where, where are you speaking from? Uh, I'm in Bristol in the UK, so we're like southwest of the UK. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, here in Southern California, uh, right now, it's probably about uh, 70 degrees. It's sunny. And uh, this is pretty much how it is most of the time here. Yeah. I've, I've got to say, I think I've been to California three or four times, and I don't think I've ever seen it rain there. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Well, when it does, people just go, oh, my God. The rain. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's going crazy. Actually, sorry, I, I completely misspoke because I, w I was in San Francisco a few years ago. And when I, I, I arrived, um, I was staying in a hostel and I was on my own. So I didn't really have anywhere to, to anyone to hang out with. And for the first two or three days I was there, it just it just wouldn't stop raining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a uh, luckily it brightened up and I had an amazing trip. But the, the, the yeah, the first couple of days were a bit uh, a bit of a non-starter <laughs> at that yeah. point. But yeah. Anyway, cool. Um, so I'm just going to uh, explain the idea for our podcast so that uh, you're aware of what we what we normally do. And then also, so if any new listeners are, uh, are, are checking out the episode, they know what's going on. So um, the podcast is myself and my friend Kai, who's not with me today. Uh, the, one of the reasons he's not with me is because he hasn't actually seen all of the show. So there's a lot of questions I'd like to ask you that aren't specifically... Uh, about you know half of the show or this season or that season or that episode it's like i want to talk about the whole thing so kai usually sits out uh sits out in the interviews um but a couple summer well, last summer i was at his house and uh we were drinking quite uh not not super heavily but we got a few beers in and um i asked him if he'd ever seen lost before and he hadn't seen the show so uh i managed to get him to watch the first episode and then we watched the second episode and then we watched the third and the fourth. And he said to me, you know what? This would be a great as a podcast with just us watching the episodes live and you explaining things in the back in my ear, like whispering in my ear, like, oh, this was shot here and that was shot here. And this person is doing this. And so that's how our podcast started. We're about um, we've recorded about two and a half seasons now. So we're well on our way. Oh, great. Yeah, cool. Um, just another reminder for any listeners, uh, there are spoilers, as I mentioned, for the entire series. So if you haven't watched all the show, uh, beware. But I'm just going to get straight into the questions now, Francois, if that's okay. Uh, sure. I'm, I'm, uh, I'll answer as best I can because most of the fans I meet with know a lot more about the show than I do, <laughs> just, to, just to warn you. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I, I've, I usually keep the questions quite general, more about like the experiences that you've had uh, you had working on the show or other uh, experience was working on other projects. They're not really specific to the show, right. so don't worry too much. Um, so what drew you towards acting uh, as a career? Um, let's see. I, I started uh, really... I mean, I, I was interested when I was in uh, high school... Uh, I've, I've told this story many times, so it might be a repeat for some people, but I went to a um, all-boys uh, Catholic high school, mm -hmm. uh, kind of uh, actually pretty much exactly like, uh, remember that movie Dead Poets Society? Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it for a while, yeah. but yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, that, that was probably my school. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was okay, but, you know, by, by my, I think, sophomore year or something, uh, I was like, wow, I gotta, you know, 
go where can I go to meet girls because this school is there's nothing here <laughs> so I, I, I thought oh you know what maybe I'll go to the like all girls schools there were a bunch of them around the area mm-hmm. and, and uh, every school does a you know a, a show or something so I, I went and I auditioned for you know a show at one of the all girls schools uh, just so that I, there's my chance to go meet some girls <laughs> and uh it worked out pretty well. I, you know, I, I, I met some girls and I, I also found that I, I liked uh, the theater and I liked performing. So uh, I kept doing it. And then I didn't really get uh, serious about it until um, after I graduated. And then I went to uh, university uh, and I got a degree in uh, theater and, and acting. And from there, I just, uh, just started from there and I got lucky ever since it's quite interesting i wonder how many um, people's careers or significant life events have uh, occurred because they were looking to meet uh, someone of the opposite sex i i think I, a lot more than you would you would think yeah <laughs> awesome so um uh, how did you get uh, come to get cast on lost what was the the process um usually uh out here in uh, los angeles and it's the same as new york and most other places now mm-hmm. i mean your uh, agents get uh, the breakdown, the call for, you know, uh, this show is casting this part and they submit you and then you go in and you audition, um, which is what I did for Lost. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the audition process was just a, a, a big, long monologue. Uh, of course. As you, you've noticed if you've seen the show. And no spoilers here, but my character is mostly does these big, long sort of, you know, tutorials. <laughs> and um, they sent me this, because uh, it was like a two-page monologue. Wow. And uh, I, I, you know, I started uh, studying it and then uh, I, I went in and I thought, oh, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to memorize this whole thing and then I'm just going to go in. And because uh, usually, you know, you don't have time, you just have the, the pages and you're, you're, you can read from it. Mm-hmm. I memorized it. I went in. I did it uh, in one shot, and then uh, I have a feeling that's pretty much why they cast me, because I, I got through it. You, you were committed <laughs> to learning the two pages. Yeah. <laughs> was it the um, was it, was the monologue essentially the same uh, monologue that you're doing in the first your first appearance, or was it a, a different thing? Uh, yes. Yes, that yeah. was it. So. I have heard some stories about um, your couple first appearances, and if I'm correct, they weren't shot in Hawaii. Is is that right? Yes, that's that's true. Uh, I was. It's very disappointing to me <laughs> because once I got cast, I thought, "Oh wow, this is great! I'll be, you know, on my way to Hawaii yeah. uh, to do this." And then they called and said, "Oh no, no, you're 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 going to Burbank Studios, which is here in Hollywood." And I yeah. said, "Oh, okay." <laughs> So we shot the first, actually, we shot the first two um, videos, as it were, mm-hmm. uh, on the uh, on the set of the show Alias. Oh, okay. Which was at the time, which was also a J.J. Abrams show at the time. Yeah, of course. So the first one, we, we, we showed up, uh, you know, after they were finished for the day, and we just went in and used one of their sets and, and shot the video. Oh, interesting stuff. So, um, at what point did you uh, join the show in Hawaii? Uh, was it was it for another video, like a later video, or was it when your character actually turned up in the flesh? Uh, no, it, it was. Uh, let's see, the first two was here in Burbank, and then uh, you know this was supposed to be just a one shot deal, mm. as far as I as I knew, 
but then they called and said, hey, they, they want you to do another, you know, video. And I said, oh, that's great. So uh, from the next, uh, the next time I did it was the first time I flew to Hawaii. Mm -hmm. And um, for the first, I think, uh, was it season f five was the one uh, my character kind of showed up in person. Yeah, season five. I think you had the first scene in season five, actually. Right. Yeah. So up until then... It was all the uh, you know the orientation videos, mm. but the, all of them were shot uh, in Hawaii by then. So yeah. I, I was I would go like you know two or three times a season and shoot my my video and and come back. Very nice. So how did you find working in Hawaii compared to Los Angeles, for example? You know, if you're going to go on location, I think probably one of the top I would say five locations uh, has to include Hawaii. Mm. <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong. Um, it was great. Uh, you know, you go on set and then, uh, you know, at lunchtime, you know, some of the crew, if the location was on the beach or something, mm -hmm. you know, lunchtime, some of the crew would just go out surfing and then come back. I of mean, course, yeah. Can, where can you do that, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I've, um, I've been lucky enough actually to go to Oahu twice now, mainly because of the show. I'm just one of those diehard fans. And um, oh. it's, it's actually, it was quite helpful it helped me uh, see the island like properly because I was, I had all these shooting locations from the show that I wanted to see, right. especially it was about this time, uh, just over a year ago, me and my partner went over and she'd never been to the U S before. And we went to, we st uh, st stopped over in Los Angeles and we went to Disneyland and stuff. We did the whole touristy thing. And then we went to uh, Oahu for, for 10 days or something. And um, right. we rented a car and like, it was the first time I've driven out of uh, the UK. And it was just this amazing experience that was obviously driven by, you know, my passion for this show, but I saw so many things and so many beaches and went on so many trails and stuff that was I wouldn't have have known about if it wasn't for the show and wasn't for the fact they shot like one scene there, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. No, that's great. I think uh, I heard somebody tell me they even had I don't I don't know if they still have it, but they used to have like a, a tour, right? Of uh, yeah, they have a couple actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a company, um, at least two companies I think that do exclusive lost tours and. I the first time I went was with my family when I was about twenty years old. This was in two thousand twelve, and um, we right. we did a specific lost tour, and they also chuck in oh. like Jurassic Park locations and stuff. But when me and my partner went last year, we decided yeah to just rent the car and then do the locations on our own. We thought it would be a right. bit bit more fun instead of you know driving to one place and being like this is where this was shot. We actually got to explore and go and find them. But I think those tours are still running. It's just that I we didn't actually want to go on them this time. So yeah, it's um. I mean, it's an interesting sort of setup because, I, I mean, I, I don't know the ins and outs of every TV show, obviously, but, like, I, I don't know of any other show that sort of goes to one location that's not, like, the mainland US or whatever and um, yeah. shoots a show yeah. that's set in different places but is all shot in the same small, you know, island, for example. Right. They, they, uh, they did a really good job with the uh, green screen stuff. mm uh, because yeah, there's a, tons of different locations. Of course, you know if if you're familiar with uh, Honolulu and Hawaii, yeah, uh, and you watch the show, uh, you'll go, oh wait a minute, that that looks like it's you know, <laughs> I've, I've been there. That's not yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not L.A. I was thinking that actually. I've been watching a lot of other filming locations videos on YouTube recently, like Back to the Future and stuff, and I do wonder if people uh, who live in those areas will watch a film and be like that's my house or something, you know? Yeah, I <laughs> yeah exactly. 
They did, but they did go. I think in one season, it was in uh, where the uh, character of uh, Sun. Mm-hmm. I think she was supposed to be in in uh, in, in in London actually. And I thought I, I, the first time I saw it, I thought, oh wow, holy cow, that's like incredible, you know, CGI. Uh, green screen stuff yeah and then i found out that was the real thing so yeah i i I believe um alan dale the actor in that scene had a commitment uh he was performing in spam a lot um in london and he couldn't get out of it and they really wanted the scene so they were like well we could just go there instead (laughs) yeah so when you arrived in the main narrative and you were joining the the, you know the main cast what was the vibe like on set like was everybody like oh my god you're the guy from the video or was it what was it like um it, it wasn't uh Let's see. I'm trying to remember. It wasn't so much, oh, my God, it's you. Because uh, you know what? I mean, I don't want to burst anyone's bubbles, but I don't know if all of us actors um, <laughs> are, you know, religiously watching. No, of course not. Shows. No. <laughs> so I don't know if they were going, I can't wait to see this guy or I can't, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, but it was finally a chance to meet some of the other cast members for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of questions I could ask is, oh, how is it working uh, with this this person and these people and these people? And I mean, I, I keep saying that, you know, for the first four seasons, I, I didn't see anybody because yeah. <laughs> it was just me. So uh, it was great to, uh, you know, to be able to work with like an actual other person yeah for sure <laughs> as it were uh and everybody was great it was just uh, you know it was uh this I, I would say that the set was uh i don't know if you i would say it was like a, you know fun 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 all the time mm. it was most of the time but uh everybody is very professional everybody's there to do you know we're here to do this work and and um, which is something that i i really like to do yeah uh, when i go on a set uh, that 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 matches up with everything I've heard from everyone else I've spoken to from the show. Actually, every, they, they've all said that everyone was really nice, but really fun, but also consistently professional across the board. So, right, it's yeah. it's nice hearing that sort of stuff. So, uh, were you ever told why by the writers why your character appeared to have an interest in having aliases inspired by candles? Well, they sort of tried to explain it. You know, uh, once the show. Uh, once the, the the show wrapped up and they had the finale, mm-hmm. uh, we shot and sort sort of I, I would say extra episode that's only available on the uh, DVD set. Oh yeah, of course. Right. It was called. Uh, so the new the, the new man in charge, I think. That's it. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and in that episode, you sort of see. I mean, uh, the character explains a little bit why he uses these uh, aliases because uh, uh, well is this going to be a spoiler you think or no go ahead I think I think I've warned enough now so <laughs> <laughs> I, I think uh, if I remember is because you know the the character Dr. Chang didn't turn out to be such a nice guy mm. <laughs> so uh, in that uh, new man in charge you see him doing all these these experiments on people so I think the explanation of the aliases was that uh, he, he was afraid that people were going to, you know, come after him. So he would be he use all these different uh, different names. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not sure if anybody's going to fall for that. I mean, it's <laughs> you watch it. It's just like the same guy. He's just saying, hey, now I'm Dr. Mark Wickman or now I'm Dr. <laughs> Edgar Hallowax. <laughs> right. Do, do you know why they were all candle related or? 
was there any logic with that? Did the writers mention anything about that, or was it just they just decided on that and gave you aliases based on that idea? Nobody ever told me. Anything. Okay, I, I, I think it was one of the writers, sort of, you know, hey, wouldn't it be fun to just, you know, keep coming up with uh, names that that uh, have something to do with candles or wicks or wax or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess it might be a fun writing exercise to try and think of how many different ones they could come up with. Yeah. Exactly. That um that question was uh came from my my friend Ross, so I thought I better I better sneak it in. Any but anyway, um so we sort of touched on this topic already, but I thought I'd ask anyway. Um, did you follow the show outside the episodes you were in? I have to confess, I I watched the uh the two hour pilot. Mm-hmm. It was very it was I thought it was great, entertaining, but then you know I I didn't start watching it from there um unt- until I. I got on the show, and even then, I actually didn't start watching until uh, season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what got me hooked to watching was I think the end of season. This is the end of season two, where they have that great episode. Uh, we have to go back. Uh, that's end of season three. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, anyways, I, I started watching beginning of season three mm-hmm. uh, because. Uh, people would come up to me and start asking me questions about about the show yeah about oh you know in this episode what, what did that mean or you know what did you say this and that and i was like wow i, I, don't, I, know. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> so i thought wow i i better start watching so I, so that you know i at least have some kind of answers yeah. so i started watching uh beginning of season three and uh sure enough once i started watching uh, i got hooked yeah. it was you know yeah. The characters and the writings were, and the show was done so well that you just sort of, you as you start watching it, and you go, oh man, I got what's going on? What's going to happen next? What's mm-hmm. going on now? Who's this? And it really gets you. Um, yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So then, from then on, I watched the whole thing from then on. It, it, it was an interesting experience for me actually watching it. I sort of had the opposite experience to you. Uh, we had the first season in the UK a year after it started in the US. So I was watching the first season uh, in 2005, and then. Right. By the time the second season had ended, the the network that uh, they were showing the show on, um, they ch- the, the rights changed hands, and it was basically on what's essentially a cable channel that m- m- like most me and most of my friends didn't have access to. So we uh... we basically watched the first two seasons, and then, like I said, had the opposite sort of experience to you is that we all dropped off around that point, and it wasn't until a couple of years later that I I got back into it, and then I was yeah I was I, I was hooked until the end. Right, right, right. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was. I mean, the show was uh, a big hit here, f- uh, probably not exactly from the start, but mm. uh, once it got going, I mean, uh, I remember doing a uh, one of these, uh, I wouldn't say it was a big comic con, but it was one of these cons, uh, fan-based things yeah. in England, in, in somewhere like a couple of hours outside of London. For the weekend, uh, where we flew in and you know we had the signings and, and picture taking and, and fan stuff and uh, I even then I was it was such a big surprise to me how 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 big a hit it was you know fans were coming dressed as as all the different characters and so forth. Yeah, that's a shame that um, I didn't know about that because I feel like I if I had I mean I probably did know about it at, at that the time the show was really big was I was like my early teens so i wasn't right i wasn't really if if it happened when i was an adult i probably would have been at one of those cons to be honest yeah. 
Cool. So since you appeared in quite a limited fashion for a lot of the series run, uh, was it a challenge to become uh, an actual character towards the end of the show? Or did that make it easier because there was sort of less story to deal with, I suppose? No, you know, it, 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 wasn't, it didn't make it easier because um, the way the show was produced and the way it's written, uh, it was very um, secretive, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess even then, you know, you didn't want things leaked to to the public. So, like, I would uh, get the call. I'd say, uh, you know, I'd fly over to Hawaii, and um, that day and that night, I would get the uh, script or the sides for what I was going to do the next day. Wow. So uh, I didn't know, you know, what I was going to do until pretty much that night. Yeah. And the next day I would go in and I would uh, tape the thing, what I, all, all the stuff I did, and then that was pretty much it. And after a few, a couple of those times, I, I had to tell the producers, "Hey guys, uh, you know, this is a lot of, <laughs> this is a lot of memorizing to do <laughs> for an hour at night. Yeah. I gotta have a little more advanced time because uh, these these monologues are kind of long. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think uh, after a while they gave me the the script that you know maybe a couple of days earlier i guess mm-hmm. but uh it was just there's no information there wasn't there was never anything like oh you know dr chang is this kind of person and and that anything that you can get out of the script mm-hmm. so it was very hard to kind of finally once you like like i would say in season five once you started seeing the character in person um with other people and, and as the stories went along uh by then i couldn't really change anything and then by then i thought wow why is why is my character such a jerk I mean, this is <laughs> I, I i didn't know this is i didn't know he was like this yeah so by that time it was like oh i guess i just gotta go along with it and and uh you know try to do as much as uh is with the information I had. For sure. uh, it's funny. A lot of people, uh, you know, came up to me or tell me from the the just from the orientation videos. You know, people are coming up and say, "Oh my God, uh, that video really just just scared me so much. You, you were so creepy and just so <laughs> strange and stuff." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> of course, when I was doing it, I mean, it was like, "Hey, I'm just doing a tutorial here." I'm not trying to be anything, but it's it's funny how people just put into whatever they want to see. Yeah, you know, into it's them getting whatever they want to see out of it. So uh, it's pretty wild. I guess that a lot of the the tone of the show and, and the way that your character was introduced, sort of in 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 a way, you know, there's this mysterious bunker, and then there's a video with it with this guy, and right. it's clearly from. I guess that adds to it as well. Right. Right. Yeah. Cool. So um, do you have like a favorite memory from your time on the show? Uh, I think it has to be once I, uh, starting from season five, once I, you know, once the character, you could see the character in person. And once I got to work with some of the other actors, uh, it was a lot more fun. I think the best, uh, uh, I forget the, the episodes, but... The ones where I am, well, once you find out, another spoiler, but I think <laughs> it's okay. Uh, once I reveal to uh, Hurley that, uh, you know, um, 
or, or, or Miles reveals to Hurley that uh, I'm his dad. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole episode of us, uh, the, the two of the three of us riding along in a van. Yeah. Taking yeah. something somewhere. <laughs> I really, I really liked that entire plot actually, because um, I don't know. I, I'm a sucker for time travel. And the fact, yeah. the fact that they introduced it into what was already my favorite show, just like pushed, pushed it, you know, so high for yeah. me and another thing i really like is the fact that your character did exist in the universe before and the, that whole linking thing to me that that just i, I find that really satisfying storytelling yeah that, that was that's probably the best my favorite uh, episode to to uh to film was uh with those guys yeah i i remember watching that scene for the first time actually and i was like that it's such such a rich scene that whole like i'm your dad like that sort of yeah. you know <laughs> that that that, yeah, that was yeah. great <laughs> so um you're um you're actually one of the very few actors this year to appear on screen because of the pandemic, obviously in Birds of Prey. Um, ah. Yeah, I, I'm wondering how how does working on a, a big budget film like Birds of Prey compare to like TV shows like Lost, for example? Basically, you know, we're doing the same thing, uh, except that on a big uh, film, uh, their budget is much bigger and they have a lot more time. Mm -hmm. So when we're shooting, you know, shooting on a TV show, uh, they have basically eight days to shoot uh, a one-hour episode, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, they're under pressure all the time to just get stuff done, get stuff done. Uh, on a big-budget film, I think they have a little more leeway where they can take their time. And uh, it felt like, oh, you know, we don't have to rush all the time. Everything is... is um, shooting the birds of prey that, that, that was the same thing we didn't there was no feeling of we've got to get this done yeah. you know today and then so forth or whatever i'm sure they had to but it, it didn't feel like it it was as much um a lot more i don't want to say relaxed but just uh, there's no not that much pressure to to get pages done yeah yeah does does that give you more uh room to sort of explore the character uh in that sort of situation or um, it depends on the character that you're that you're playing. I think uh, you know how much uh, how much involved you are in it. For say a feature, it's just that one shot. So your character either is a if it has a major major part in the thing, or if it's just a small part, mm. um, you only have that one shot. For a TV series, uh, like for me, the character will be recurring, mm -hmm. so you do have a little more leeway to go. Uh, to kind of build your character. Yeah, because you've got that time and you're coming back to the character week after week or, or every... Right. Yeah, okay. Interesting stuff. Uh, how, yeah, how did you uh, come to get cast on Birds of Prey then? I do have to ask. Same thing. I just... Uh, the audition went out and I went in and, and auditioned and then uh, they... Uh, what was it? One of the things is when you audition for TV, mm -hmm. you usually find out pretty soon, like the next day or the day after that either you got the job or you didn't. Mm -hmm. Audition for a feature, there's a little more time. So I think I went in and auditioned for Birds of Prey and I didn't know uh, they were going to use me until like a few weeks later. Kind of oh, thing. Okay. So essentially what happened after our season one finale recording, me and uh, my co-host Kai were obviously quite drunk because that's the nature of our podcast. And he, um, <laughs> he, he he watches a lot of films like a lot of films like he will watch a right. film a day and um he doesn't love uh comic book movies but he does watch them 
but but birds of prey is probably his favorite comic book movie and he dragged me to it after that that recording session he was like because he used to live over the road from the movie theater so he was like let's watch birds of prey right now let's get a burger let's watch watch (laughs) birds of prey and it was it was it was quite fun because i mean it's fun to be drunk at the cinema anyway but um (laughs) watching the film after just watching lost and knowing that you as an actor you know as an actor were going to pop up in the show and then seeing you on screen and not knowing that you're in it before i was like oh this is going to be so much fun when we get to season two and i can tell kai this (laughs) oh that's right so he hasn't how far has he gotten he hasn't gotten to season two yet no, we're um we're about halfway through season three at the moment. So he he knows wow. yeah he knows your character now, but obviously he doesn't know that he your character is going to turn up later in in I the see. flesh. So yeah, I'm not actually someone who plays many video games, but a game I keep hearing the name of this year is Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima, which I believe you are in. Yes, yes. Cool. Uh, I I have not. I'm not a big uh, gamer myself. I uh, my my. Gaming has been pretty much uh, the only games I've played are the uh, Zelda games. Right? Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anytime one of those comes out, I'm you know, uh, actually our whole family plays that. But uh, other than that, uh, I'm not much of a gamer. I haven't. I understand Ghost of Tsushima mm-hmm. uh, is uh, looks amazing and it's a great game. It's very popular. Uh, I I'm still, of course, I'm still waiting to somehow buy my PS5, which <laughs> is like you know digging for gold, right? I mean, yeah, good like, luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what what's, what the heck? <laughs> so as soon as I get it, I'll I'll play the game. But um, yeah, it's it's uh, I play uh, a character in it, and uh, the the technology from that game to some games I did, you know, maybe 20, 25 years ago mm-hmm. is, is, you know, it's amazing how, what, what, what they can do now. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's interesting. Yeah. Because I, like, like I said, and like you said, I'm not really much of a game. I do have a PS4 and I've been playing some, in fact, I've played more video games this year than I think I've played in my entire life just because of the pandemic. Um, yeah. But, um, I, I completely I know what you mean because um I you know will will not play a video game for a couple of years and then I'll see a trailer for a new game or something and and the the graphics have just you know yeah. skyrocketed I can't really believe it but um uh, what obviously that's a voice acting role uh, how does that compare to working on something that's live action uh well you I don't want to say it's easier but it, you you know you don't have to worry about getting into makeup and how you look and stuff. Mm. Uh, which is which is fine with me. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the the for a voice actor, I found that it's uh, it's a kind of a different. Uh, obviously, it's a different medium. Mm-hmm. So for an actor, you kind of have to, you know, turn that switch in your head, and and you know, it's sort of like if I'm doing a, a, a stage play. Mm-hmm. And then doing a movie, I have it's it, you know the acting acting is acting, mm. but I kind of mm. have to pull that switch in my head to say hey you know I gotta adapt to the movie. This yeah. is not a play, or when I do yeah. the play, I gotta go oh, wait a minute. This is not the you know there's there's no camera in front of me kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the voice acting is the same. You, it, it's it's your voice, and I always thought you know hey, I mean there there are 
voice actors who are you know just amazing um what they can do yeah and uh it's a very it's 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 a tight-knit group of of people who do it who do most of it yeah uh, it's hard to get into uh i i've never been i've been you know i've been lucky once in a while to to get a voice acting gig and uh uh I, you know either you're you do it a lot and you're in that group it would be great but um so for me it's just you know oh like a, the, the ghost of tsushima mm-hmm. i think uh that was you know i <laughs> i may average like uh one one or two voice gig uh, every couple of years okay interesting <laughs> yeah. so when you were doing ghost of tsushima did you um I know that a lot of uh, voice acting or sometimes the the actors are separate. But did did you were you in the studio with other actors or did you just read your lines uh, separately? Uh, most of the time, I was in the studio with uh, one other actor, the main actor, because we had scenes together. Yeah. And uh, what we did was, you know, now that you have a head-mounted camera. Oh yeah. And um, so instead of just standing there and speaking the lines into the microphone you're 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 basically doing the scene with the other actor yeah so they want to record your facial expressions and every little thing uh for the game um which is which is pretty good so the only difference is the scenes we do of course we have to be off book or we have to memorize it Mm -hmm. uh as opposed to if we don't then you know you can just read the lines yeah yeah but uh yeah it was uh, most of the stuff i did was with uh, the other actor Oh, interesting stuff. Yeah, I know there's um, for one of the games that I played this year, I played the uh, the Batman Arkham trilogy, and uh, I know uh, Kevin Conroy who played Batman and Mark Hamill who played the Joker. I think for the right. first or second game, they weren't uh, in the studio with each other, but they've been voicing those characters since the early '90s. So I think when they got back yeah. together for the final game in the series, it was a uh, it was a better performance and a better experience for both of them. But yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times in the early games, you just you you, you go in and you do your lines. Um, and you don't see anybody else, so yeah. Uh, I'm gonna yeah, gonna pivot away from from video games and stuff now. Just go back to you a little bit. Uh, what movies or TV shows would you say are among your favorites, or ones that have inspired you, or something like that? Not not the ones that I've done, just the ones that I like to watch. Yeah, I'm... yeah. What what's like? What's your taste? Well, I have to tell you, um, I am a let me say, I am a TV guy. Mm. I watch. I probably have watched more TV than than many people put together. Uh, I came to the to the United States from uh, Vietnam mm-hmm. in 1967, I think 67, 68, and the first thing you know, I I found TV and man, that was it. I watched TV all the time. In fact, I pretty much it helped me learn English. A lot quicker than 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 I would have, but I, in the '60s I would watch all the shows like, uh, uh, and I think you're a little too young to remember any of these, but uh, you know like Batman and yeah. Mission Possible and stuff like that. And throughout the years I've watched everything. Uh, I think I'm a big Trekker, mm-hmm. Star Trek original series. Uh, I've probably watched that every episode maybe a dozen times or more. Wow. Uh, I I I like westerns, which they don't do anymore. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of showing my age here as I tell you all these stuff that I watch. <laughs> but I watch a lot of you know um, 
old movies, uh, TV shows. Um, right now, of course, it's 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 amazing now mm. how much stuff is out there. I mean, uh, you know, you have you have all these streaming uh, things, Netflix, Amazon, and you can watch anything you want from er- anywhere in the world, basically. Yeah. Uh, I'm watching a lot of uh, Korean dramas right now. Oh, interesting. Uh, something that uh, you know, boy, to talk about getting hooked on stuff, man. You start <laughs> watching one that, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> That's it. I'm watching the next, you know, 16 hours of this. Wow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then movies. You know, I've watched uh, since I was a kid. I've been. Uh, I love. I mean, that's probably one of the reasons I became an actor is because I love movies and TV. Yeah, that, that seems like a. It makes a lot of sense. I'm. Um, uh, I've never really been one for acting, but I'm. Um, for similar reasons, you know, for loving movies and TV. I'm uh, uh, looking at becoming like a production sound mixer, so doing sound on set. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so um, I'm actually working on my first feature starting this this weekend, so I'm really nervous, but I'm really excited to finally get on the oh, set and do and do some work. That's, yeah, that's great. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Are there any specific directors or other actors that you would personally like to work with in future? Uh, I don't really. Uh, I mean, I, I I wouldn't mind working with. Uh, you know, I I have never. I've been an actor here for over, I think, 35 years, mm-hmm. and uh, of the whatever hundreds of, of TV shows I've done, I really haven't ever come across anyone that I would say, oh my God, you know, I'm never, I hope I never work with this person again, or <laughs> I hope I never, you know, what a jerk or kind of thing. It's amazing. Yeah. You know, you, you see all these fan stuff and you hear all this, these, these stories and about, oh my God, this person is so, you know, so demanding blah 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 blah, and all this other stuff yeah i've never i mean i guess i might because i'm lucky i've never come across anything that i i would consider um never doing again so i would love to work with you know anybody uh it's the, i don't think I, I can't really name uh any person that i would say oh my god i wish uh or director or whatever that i would uh be dying to work with I, i'm dying to work with all of them so <laughs> oh interesting cool um just sorry just i've just had a thought actually to jump back a question or so um, sure. you were talking you're saying how um you you like westerns but they don't watch many uh, they don't make uh, westerns really anymore the one right. western i have seen recently uh, well, in the past few years i really enjoyed i'm not sure if uh, you've seen it it was bone tomahawk no you know that was one thing i mean that's it's on my queue of my of, of my netflix queue ah and uh, I haven't gotten to it yet. I heard it was it was good. Yeah, yeah. I was like I said. I think I just I guess I was just born in the wrong era for to really watch westerns. I I was born in '91, so by that time, you know, the it stopped being a huge thing. Like I've watched bits here and there, and I've got like, uh, you know, I've got the uh, uh the three dollars trilogy on my watch list as well. But I haven't really seen many westerns. But Bone Tomahawk is one that I was absolutely blown away by, and also has Matthew Fox, who was also obviously in Lost. Uh, yeah, in that film, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I. Oh my God, you were born in '91. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I have to laugh. I'm like. My uh, so my, my co-host. <laughs> yeah, my, my my co-host Kai was born in '98. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh man, 
you guys, I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing that we have something to talk about. Cause <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know, I suppose, but <laughs> no, if you want to watch, I think, uh, it doesn't go. I mean, I, my, my Western watching goes back to, you know, the fifties, mm-hmm. uh, great movies like Shane or, uh, uh, a bunch of others, but you get a little more into like the eighties. If you want to watch a good Western, I would say, um, the outlaw Josie Wales mm-hmm. uh, and the other uh, Eastwood uh, Unforgiven. Those are those are pretty, you know, they're great. Cool. So, I'll, I'll make a note of the outlaw Josie yeah. Wales for sure. Um, yeah, I've got um, there's an app actually Kai got me into um, called Letterboxd and you can track films that you want to watch. You can rate films that you've seen. You can make friends and stuff on it. So it's really handy because anytime anyone suggests me a film, instead of being like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll sure I'll check that out at some point. I just pop it on the on the watch list and I know I will get to watching it. So yeah, I'll definitely put that one on there. <laughs> On, slightly on the same topic, actually, talking about Star Trek. Uh, I've actually watched the original series of Star Trek uh, as well. I don't think many people in my age bracket have watched the original. You know, they know it, but they haven't seen... I, I haven't actually seen... I've seen a couple of episodes of Next Generation, and I haven't seen any of the other ones, but I've watched all of the original series. Uh, but how how do you find uh, the films in that series, like the original sort of six with the, with the, the original cast? Uh, you know, it's funny. I'm talking, I was talking to a friend of mine just a few days ago, because we were both uh, big Star Trek fans mm-hmm. and uh, watching the original series again. And it's like, boy, when you watched, when I watched it then, it was like the greatest thing in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now I watch it and I go, wow. It, it, not just Star Trek, though, but a lot of stuff that I watch, mm-hmm. I look at now that I watched before. And it's just that... Uh, I watch them and I think, my God, uh, you know, it, it's kind of it makes me cringe <laughs> at the at the, the the you know this was like in the '60s or whatever. Yeah. And the 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 racist stuff and the misogyny that was in the shows. That you, oh dear. You you look at it then you go oh, that that was sort of normal. Yeah. You watch it now and you go, oh, my God. How can how, how how can they let this get by? How do they do this? Yeah. But then to think back, hey, that's that's how that's the thinking then. So I'm watching the start the, the episodes of the original Star Trek now, and you know a lot of it is still great for me, but a lot of it I go, wow, uh, I it, it just doesn't <laughs> it's not the same. It's a bit now, dated. Eyes now. It's almost that uh, I keep saying this thing of you remember the Matrix? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's almost like, man, I wish I had taken that blue pill <laughs> instead of the red pill. Because if I taken the blue pill, I wouldn't be seeing all this stuff now. Yeah, and yeah. I go, whoa, uh, I got to think twice about some of this stuff. It, it's interesting as well because Star Trek, as far as I've, I, you know, as, as I've read, is actually considered quite progressive from the time for the time. Right. right. Yeah. On the surface, now that I watch it, I go, wow, yeah, it is progressive. Yeah. You had the, Lieutenant Uhura and had, uh, you know uh, Mr. Sulu and all these different uh, uh, people, but yeah. you watch some of the dialogue and you go, "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there's um, there's a great clip I've seen on YouTube quite a lot, uh, quite a lot of times. It just seems to pop up every now and again, but it's um, I'm not, I don't remember the episode my, uh, myself, but it's a a character who's being played by an actress who looks like Lady Gaga for one. Um, uh-huh. And it's just like a six-second clip on YouTube of Kirk kissing her, 
and then yeah. pulling back and punching her in the face and that's it there's no there context to <laughs> that's the uh that's the i'm gonna show you my true uh star trek uh you know yeah I'm a fan here. It's, hit me with it the, the episode is called the gamesters of triskelion oh, okay and, uh you know of course kirk is is on this planet where he's been captured and he's being used as a kind of like a gladiator yeah yeah he fights yeah, against yeah. these other things and and she's one of them she's another person who's been captured and you know, i don't remember why he i think he kisses her and he punches her to knock her out or something yeah uh, <laughs> i think i do remember that is that the ep- one of the episodes that has the the, the music that goes that was my uh my ringtone for a while was because Every time he, you know, Kirk, the, the the action guy. Every time there's a fight, that's the the music starts up. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that song. And I, when I was watching the series three a few years ago, that was one of my favorite parts of it. it. Was just every now and again that song would come up when there was some sort yeah. of fight scene or something. I don't know if um have you, have you watched uh, Futurama before? Say that again. Uh, have you watched Futurama before? Oh no, I haven't. Mm-mm. So there's um like a strong sort of uh, nerdy uh, presence to that show because a lot of the writers were just full-blown nerds and they were also right. uh, mathematicians and all sorts of stuff. So there's quite a few Star Trek references in the show because it's set in the year 3000, so it's very inspired by Star Trek and yeah. references Star Trek. Um, but there's an episode... Um, to be honest, I haven't watched it for such a long time, but I used to watch it so much when I was younger. Um, I, I think there's a Star Trek-related scene where there's the main character fry is like having a fight with someone um or or maybe it's like a national anthem or so oh i think that's what it is i think i don't even think it's star trek related i think it's just an an alien species and they're like all rise for the national anthem and it's just that song (laughs) Uh (laughs) and once i saw you know once i watched star trek and then watched that episode again i after all the years of watching that episode of futurama i finally got it and it just became the funniest joke i've ever heard you know (laughs) that's good yeah it took me a while to find that to get that on my as my ringtone on my phone <laughs> i bet it was worth it though yeah <laughs> yeah for sure cool so um what are you looking at doing next i know uh you know in our emails you mentioned that you you were working and stuff which is obviously great during a pandemic things are really difficult uh in terms of work and stuff what what, what are you up to at the moment uh right now you know i at the beginning of the year i did you know a couple of uh tv shows and then the i think around around march when we went into the lockdown mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much since then uh, I figured, Oh, you know, you know, I pretty much wrote off this year. I yeah. was like, Oh, yeah. we're just going to stay here. And, but you know, a couple of months ago, I think, you know, things started uh, picking up again, I guess. And uh, I did, uh, there's a show called uh, here uh, called uh, last man standing. Mm-hmm. which uh, I have a recurring character on. So I did an episode of that uh, like uh, last month. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's, it's great. It's, you know, now we have all these uh, rules that we have to follow uh, on set and so forth. And it's, 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 you know, it's very, very, uh, it's, it's great that, you know, to try to keep uh, safe and stuff, but uh, it's very different. So it's uh, something you have to get used to. Yeah. And, um, I've done a few more uh, voice work, uh, which I think uh, it, it seems to be a lot more of it now that during this time. Of course. And uh, and you know the auditions are starting again, and I'm I'm doing actually I'm doing another uh, video game. Oh, cool! 
and uh, I never I signed an NDA, so that's all I can tell you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to so, say, can you tell us anything? Every, but I suppose not. No, it's, it's, it, uh, you have to sign an NDA for everything now. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, and I, I've, I'm about to do another uh, audiobook. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so uh, you know, little things here keep me busy, and and I think things are going to be starting up again. Hopefully, uh, beginning of next year, uh, yeah, more things sure. will be up. It is. I mean, it does feel like things are a bit more optimistic at the moment. I obviously, like I mentioned, I'm from the UK, and we've just yesterday, day before yesterday, started vaccinating for the first time. So, I feel, right. I feel like it's sort of light at the end of the tunnel for everyone. Obviously, it's going to take time to get there, but at least there's something yeah. for us to move towards yeah, now. Kind of- yeah. It's great. I, I was watching the news. You guys got the first uh, first vaccine shots and, and so forth. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I, I actually work. I, I'm at university, but I also work part time in a care home. And because uh, I'm a care home worker, it means that I'm actually very, very, oh. very high on the list, the priority. So I think um, w- within the month or maybe next month, I might be getting yeah. vaccinated, which is which is exciting. Uh, yeah. Well, it's exciting for me because I'm me. So but obviously, like, yeah, no, it's great. I I, I wish. Uh, I hope, you know, I, I see the news now and there's, I, I don't know how it is in the UK, but here it's like there's crazy people who are like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to take the vaccine because I don't blah, but whatever reasons. I'm like, well, you know, if if not enough people get the vaccine, then it doesn't really. It doesn't work as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah we, the, I think wherever you go, there are people who are, you know, are just defiant about things. Like I think the UK yeah. has been pretty bad. Like I think. Yeah. After the U.S., unfortunately, <laughs> like the U- the U.K. has been one of the worst places, I think, for for dealing with it. Um, uh, and I mean, I don't know. It like L- London is two hours away from where I am in Bristol, and my right. my friend who lives in London says that uh, said that like everyone around him, whenever he goes out, they're always wearing masks, they're all social distancing, everyone's taking it really seriously. But in Bristol, it's gotten quite bad, and I, I I'll be like. So I've still been at university and we've been lucky that we a lot of our sessions have been in person, obviously with distancing and masks and stuff. But getting the bus home afterwards, you going through the city centre and there's just people everywhere. No one is wearing any masks. And it's just it's really disappointing, actually. We're, Bristol's a very progressive city, but there's also I think when somewhere is super progressive, there's also the potential for pseudoscience to, to sneak in as well. You know, it's it's it's. It sucks, but like, yeah, you know, it does. I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I sit here and I go, I don't understand why people are, are like this, but yeah. hey, you know, they are, and that's, you just got to deal with it, I guess. Yeah. I, that, me and my friend were having this discussion a few months ago because, like, we've been so, so, so careful with everything. And every time, yeah. you, you know, you hear, well, the rates have gone up and stuff, it's like, I'm not going to break any of the rules. I'm not going to break any of the, you know, I'm not going to be stupid about it, but I'm still frustrated that I'm willing to be so good about it when all I see all the time is people being stupid about it, you know? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's like, why do do I bother being a nice person? Why do do I bother having a conscience? (laughs) Exactly. Cool. Well, um, uh, I mean, I've got one more question left, but before I do do say that, uh, before I do ask that, I just wanted to mention that... um, a few years ago, probably about 10 years ago, I got really uh, into, I say into, I got very interested in the Manson murders. And um, I uh, I ended up watching this uh, TV movie about uh, about the murders called Helter Skelter. And I was very pleasantly surprised to find that you were in it. Yes, uh, I was uh, the coroner. Yeah. The famous yeah. coroner, Noguchi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, um, 
it, it was fun watching that actually because there was a few other uh, actors in that who'd been in Lost as well, and it was um, it was right at the the peak of my Lost, um, uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, Charlie. What, uh, I mean, he was he was Charles Manson. Uh, yeah, uh, Jeremy Davies. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did yeah. such a great job. I was very impressed by by his. Uh, yeah, he did. He did. Yeah, he was great too uh, on Lost. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I forgot you guys did scenes together. Actually, there was. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm. Um, like I said, we're only in season three, but season five is actually my favourite, so I'm really, really, really excited to get to get towards uh, to get towards it. Uh, also, similarly, um, I'm a big fan of the X Files as well, so it was it was also fun to to see you pop up in that like last uh, season or whenever it I was. Have to, I have to tell you that was maybe uh, one of my uh, the highlights for me, really, because I've been really? a big fan of the X Files for a long time. Yeah, but I've been an even bigger fan. Uh, and I have a huge fan crush on Jillian Anderson. I'm not surprised. She's she's very crushable. I think. <laughs> I, I'm like, and then when I got the job, and then I looked at the script, and then my scene was with her. I was like, yeah. oh my god. And uh, that there was that was the first time I think on set where I was I was a little nervous. I was like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna work with Jillian Anderson. You've got to impress her. <laughs> 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 that's good for that. I think um that season I, I I was in um I was in Vancouver when that season was being shot I think and I I uh, I, I stood by um a small park for about five hours and watched David Duchovny doing this one scene just because I was like they're filming the X Files over there it was it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah yeah cool so my final question is in the spirit of the podcast uh, what's your favorite drink alcoholic or otherwise. Well, uh, I'm a total teetotaler, so uh, okay. uh, I guess there's no alcoholic, but uh, I, I don't know. I, I guess I would be, I would have to say uh, like a, a virgin pina colada. Oh, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or pina colada smoothie or something like that. that Some sort good. of pina colada. <laughs> yeah, something, something to do with pina colada. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Francois, for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you. Uh, I hope you have a good, uh, you know, happy holidays and have a have a good new year. Well, same to you, Aaron. And uh, it was great talking to you. I uh, hope you get something out of this. And, um, you know, stay well, stay safe. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much, man. Goodbye. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.